there's nothing in the world that's stronger than tenderness and affection. For me, that really didn't come easy in regards to my son. I thought that I had to be this masculine, strong figure and force of energy to get him to understand my plight. When in reality, it was his plight that I needed to understand and try to figure out how to give him love and affection and affirmation so he could be confident in within anything that he does in life. How you doing? My name is Armand Banks, and you're listening to the Something for Fathers podcast. back. I appreciate you guys for tuning into the podcast, wherever you are and whenever you're tuning in, but I'm grateful for a listening ear. Uh, today, we're going to talk about affection and affirmation. <sighs> for me, these two topics are very near and dear to my heart because it's something that I had to learn post-marriage, and it's something that I actually had to learn after having a child. Uh, my wife, solely which is her nickname, but she, I could remember that she would used to always say like, you seem distant or, you know, is everything okay? And we as men, we got so many things on our mind that we'll, yeah, I'm good or nothing, nothing's on my mind or I ain't thinking about nothing, our way into a real deep, dark place. And for me, I noticed that she was yearning affection I noticed that that's what she was yearning for because I simply asked like what do you want from me like what do you what do you what are you lacking because I need to know where I can get better at that way I can take full responsibility for my actions because I don't want you going out somewhere else and getting it and I noticed that the more I learned her love language in regards to how she received affection and care and tenderness that things began to get better for us. Fast forward, I have a son now, and the identity role that I thought that I needed to fit into as a father was this masculine, machismo, disciplinarian, and don't get me wrong, we still gonna have fun, but we're gonna have fun within strict ramifications and we're not going to do too much plan. It's going to be everything needs to be a lesson. And in reality, I learned from my wife that that ain't the route that I needed to be taking, at least not early on. For me, I learned that I needed to give this 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 baby, this infant a lot of love, a lot of love. And the reason why I say that is because people and children especially, they listen to who they get love from. I'm going to repeat that again. Children especially, they listen to or they receive instruction from who they receive love from. And if I denied my son affection and 
gestures of love because he really doesn't know words. When I tell him I love him, he doesn't understand that. He only knows and receives love through gestures and physical touch and 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 affirmation, which is amazing how these these two correlate. But I started to notice that, yo, I'm really not giving him this love. I'm really not giving him this this tenderness, this care and this affection. So my wife, she looked and saw how I was doing things as as a parent of a three to six month old and he would be crying or something like that. And I'd be like, Hey man, stop all that crying. And she was like, yo, you need to just show him love. You need to just relax because I know you're tense because this is new to you, but you need to give him the love that he's seeking right now. And he's crying for a reason, or he's, he's upset for a reason, but you need to calm him down by showing him that you're calm and show him that it's okay. And for me, (laughs) that was new because I'm like, well, how do you do that? I didn't have a person do that to me. And I'm not saying I was deprived of love at all. Like, so background story, a little bit about me. Again, uh, I'm the community baby, but I grew up in a house full of women. And at a point in time, there was me, my mother, my grandmother, her mother, great grandmother, and my two aunts and their friends and things of that sort. And at a point in time in my life, I was the only male figure in the house. Now, my aunts had boyfriends at the time and who, you know, grew to be husbands and stuff like that. But I was the only boy or male figure in the house. So picture that and picture all this feminine energy in the house with me as I'm growing up. Fast forward, me and my mother, we move and we get our own spot or whatever it may be. And then things changed. Things changed because my mother saw that she was raising a boy and she was raising a young black male in America. So she she flipped a switch on me and not it's not a bad thing, but her switch that flipped was all right. You know, we're going from love, 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 love to you now need to be prepared for society. And I was really, really receptive to that, at least coming from her. Because I received a lot of love from her and my grandmothers and my aunts. So when it switched, I was actually being taught how to be a man by a woman and what her perspective of a man was. And she was raised by a man and which is my grandfather and who was a very loving and caring man. And I do think that that coupled with her worldview of what she thought a man should be determined what type of male I would be growing up I remember it vividly you know don't you doing all that crying or you know toughen up or you know one time she hit me we were standing on the bus stop and (laughs) we were carrying groceries and I dropped the bag and she hit me in my chest and she was like pick it up and the lady was like the neck that was next to us she said yeah girl and my mom was like yeah you know I can't be raising no soft ones out here and I, I remember that vividly. And, you know, we caught our bus and we went on about our way. But I didn't think anything twice about it until I had a kid. And I always thought crying was associated with weakness. I would go to funerals and I would try not to cry. Or um, 
my wife for the longest time, she never saw me cry until my grandfather passed. Like she didn't see me in a weak state. And when I had this child of mine, that's the thing, like babies, they gonna cry. That's all they do. Like that's how they communicate. I didn't think that I can stop him from crying because I realized, you know, that's the only way that he can talk. But I thought that I could really minimize it. And I was foolish. That was so stupid of me to think that I could minimize him crying to get him to understand that, hey, it ain't that deep or, hey, everything is okay, or, hey, you know, this this thing that you're crying about, it ain't the end of the world. And I still struggle with it today. And my son is one years old now, but at least through the early part of his life and his journey of acclimation to the world, I did not give him as much affection as he needed. I struggled and I lacked it. And I say this to say that I learned from it, though, because now I man, I give my son the utmost amount of affection because It's something that I realized that, yo, I need to give this to you and you need to see what this looks like coming from a man in a healthy way. And you need to realize that I'm going to encourage you and push you and show you love even when you win or lose, even when you do things right or mess up. The reason being is because if he can't receive love within his own home, I can't expect the world to give him that. And if he goes out into the real world and starts to try to find true love and affection, he's going to be in for a rude awakening. And I'm not saying the world is a total bad place. I mean, given the climate that we have today, I mean, it seems like that. But I know on a personal level that the first place a person receives love and practices love and care and understanding is in the home and our home is his practice field for his next step in life. So for fathers out there, fathers who have boys, at least if you're struggling with, you know, being affectionate with your son, even if he's, you know, uh, adolescent or a preteen or, you know, that eight to nine year old range, it's not going to hurt you guys' relationship to show him love and care in a public display. I thought that when I saw Tom Brady, he has this this show on Facebook, um, and I saw him kissing his sons, and I saw him kissing them on the mouth. Now, granted, I ain't kissing my son on the mouth, but I do kiss my son a lot, and he gives me kisses because that's the way he shows that he cares. But I saw Tom Brady kissing his son on the mouth and in the lips. And these kids were like nine, 10, eight, nine, 10 years old. And I'm like, yo, they just do that so freely and like it's the norm. And but you can see the amount of love that is in that house. And you can see the amount of care that Tom Brady puts into his kids. Um, I feel like that, at least within my community, and I'm an African-American male, I'm black first to the core but I do think that we over sexualize a lot of things (laughs) a kiss from a adult to a kid in a non-sexual driven way 
that's just a sign of endearment. Funny story. We were in college. My wife taught me what signs of endearment meant. And we were in class and there was another, I guess, I don't know if he was Dominican. My wife's from the Dominican Republic, by the way, born and raised. And their culture down there is similar when it comes to greeting as like the Italians almost. Um, when they meet and greet somebody, it's kind of a little kiss on each side of the cheeks. So this guy, he came into the classroom and she knows him and they both got some type of cultural identity, which is the Latin culture. And they came up to each other and me, I'm sitting there, you know, she greeted him and he kissed her on both sides of the cheek. And she was receptive and she gave said uh, affection back to him. Ooh, wee! my blood was boiling like <laughs> I didn't know how to take that. And she sat back down like nothing happened. And I'm sitting there and I'm like. Nah, this ain't the one. Nah, you 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 messing with the wrong one today. Yo, my man, come here. Let me holler at you real quick. And I didn't I didn't get up and do anything or anything crazy like that. Mind you, we were in a school setting, but it just made me realize, like, yo, like, I don't know everything and I don't know enough. So when I asked her about it, she was like, Oh, that's you know, that's just the way we greet each other. That's that's our culture. And she was like, You'll see when you meet my family. And I'm like, huh? man we ain't doing no kissing and just kissing on anybody and hugging on anybody and not in my community when she showed me that this is another way of life that you just haven't been exposed to I was like okay take a step back learn unlearn then relearn and fast forward now I had to unlearn what I was given to culturally as a kid I had to unlearn that the man was supposed to be this stern figure of dominance and discipline and just a brick wall when it came to affection and love. And now that I'm thinking back on it, like at least how I was maneuvering through my son's first six months of life, I was a complete asshole, like complete asshole. And it rolled over into our marriage. It rolled over into our life. I wasn't really happy. I just was moving through life as this new figure of fatherhood from what my perception of what fatherhood should be. I thank God that she challenged me to show him more affection. I thank God that she challenged me to give him more love because the quarantine that we had to go through through COVID-19, it heightened my opportunity to do so. I'm at home every day. I'm sitting there all day with him. And now I have this innocent figure who's just coming up to me and giving me nothing but love, nothing but love. He wants to sit on my lap. He wants to hug. He wants to play. He wants to, to kiss. And I can't avoid it. There's no way of getting around it. The only way of getting around it is not being in the house. I used to could avoid it because I was at work all day. But now that I'm at home all day, I cannot avoid it. And it softened me. Not in a bad way. I feel like I'm grateful for being softened up in that way. It it unhardened me and it made me aware that this thing that I've created, this person that I've created, this energy that I've created needs me to pour into it 
the way it needs to be poured into, not the way that I think it should be poured into. And if you know, if you follow me, you know, me and my son, we kick it like we have the utmost fun. So that is a result of the process of learning how to love and give him affection. If God blesses me with a daughter one day, I know that my level of affection and care is going to be heightened dramatically just because that's my little girl and I, she does nothing wrong in my eyes and nobody can tell me anything different. And for my son, I don't want him to see the way that I treat her and feel like he was deprived of said love. I don't want him to look back on how I treated him in life and think that Yo, my dad didn't give me all of him because this new side of him is totally different. And I didn't get that. And I don't want him to resent me. So I'm doing my best to be better every day and show him the amount of love that he needs. And I'm allowing him to teach me how to love him, not me thinking that I'm loving him the best way. And that's an amazing feeling. And I feel like I've learned that at least within my marriage as well as a husband. Uh, My son has taught me how to be a better husband in regards to the love and affection. I was not this playful, touchy, filly type of husband. Like I was come home from work, sit down. We could talk (laughs) bland, no flavor, you know, kind of like chicken made by a Karen or something like that. That's going to lose me a couple of listeners. But either way it goes. I do believe that my son has given me the opportunity to show that I could be a better husband as well as being a consistent good father. I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful for the encouragement from my wife because it taught me how to be something that I didn't have growing up. And it's also teaching me how to fall in love with the process of fatherhood because there is no end result of being a father, that kid is going to continue to want to receive love long after he becomes an adult, married with his own wife and kids and that sort. And I need to continue to grow and be better and show him the things that he needs. That way our relationship can be sustained over a long period of time. Because like I said, the only result is finding true enjoyment within the process of fathering Ooh, that is a bar (laughs) we're gonna end it off on that y'all have a good one thank you for listening to the something for fathers podcast